0: From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the NextGen Advisory Task Force, and for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up and coming financial advisors.
1: Hello, NextGen. It's Alana Phillips here again with Mac. Gardner CFP founder and chief education officer of FinLit Tech. Mac, thank you for being here with us to continue this conversation.
0: Thank you as always for having me, Alana. Pleasure to be here.
1: I am very interested in the next part of our conversation. You talked to us in our previous episode about the four money bears. We've talked about financial literacy and the importance of that. I have a lot of financial professionals that will ask me about you know marketing ideas and and how do they get things out there and writing a book is one of those big things that is scary, I think, to a lot of folks. So can you describe for us, I guess, how did you decide to write the books? What books have you written and that process?
0: Yes, book writing. <laughs> it, it Okay, where do I start? My first book Is titled Motivate Your Money. I feel very blessed, Alana, to have spent 20 plus years in the financial services industry. And I've won a lot of different hats. I started off my career in retail banking. Then I went to trust administration. Then I did commercial and corporate lending. Then corporate 401k plans. Then I was an advanced markets wholesaler. Then I did financial planning and wealth management for a high net worth. So I, I, again, very blessed. And as I sort of walked my path I had this realization that people really have no clue (laughs) about how to manage their money because they're Mm -hmm. just not taught it. Mm -hmm. And so with my first book, the the contributors to it getting done was I knew I wanted to start my own practice. I've been working for other firms and it took me four years to write my first book because I knew that I had it in me and I knew that I wanted to get all this stuff out. I knew that people are typically motivated by things they know, they like, and they trust. And financial planning and personal finance is, is just not one of those things. And so that's why I titled the book, Motivate Your Money.
1: So four years, Mac, that is a long time. What happened in that four years?
0: A lot of writing. And when yeah. I say a lot of writing, I if I showed you my box of journals that I've kept over the years. And then since the iPhone, a lot has gone into sort of digital note-taking, but there will be times where I'm working on the idea, working on the idea, working on the idea. And then a thought will hit me at two, three o'clock in the morning. And my wife will be like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm working on the book. I'm just, it's, it, it, I, I got to get it out there. I got to get it out there. <laughs> and so it took four years for me to finally have it where I thought it needed to be. But more importantly, that's when I ventured out on my own and I saw the book as a way to not just share my mac nuggets, as I like to call them, uh, but to, you know, when you write a book, there is a, a, a bit of authority that comes with it as a young black man in a predominantly white male wealth management business. A lot of times you get the question, well, okay, what do you know about wealth management or financial planning and blah, 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 blah. And when you can say, hey, I know enough to write a book about it, I say, oh, okay, well, maybe I will listen to what you have to say back. So that was really part of it was to get it out there, to be able to give back, to educate, but also to help with my practice and give a bit of credibility, I guess.
1: No, I I think that makes a lot of sense. And I think that's why our next-gen audience thinks about that too, Mac, right? Like they're trying to build their credibility and figure out how to take some of these ideas, some of the content that they put out there with their clients and, and put it into one place, one shareable, easy to find sort of place. So is this something that you would recommend that other people do?
0: Oh, hands down, a thousand percent. And here's why. Everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own journey. And you'll be amazed how many people want to hear your story and want to hear your journey. And book writing has been around for a long time. And it's a way to sort of chronicle where you are at that time, what you, the path you've walked at that time, and to be able to share it with people. And for me, that was the first book. And then a client came to me and said, Mac, love the first book. Would you be open to writing something for kids? And so I went and I had to find an illustrator, but I had the idea in my head as to what I was trying to get across. And The Four Money Bears came to be.
1: Harder or easier to write a book for kids?
0: It only took about a year for The Four Money Bears book, as opposed to four years for Motivate Your Money. Mm -hmm. There were more moving parts because you have to find the illustrator. You have to find Mm -hmm. a good illustrator. You have to structure the story in a way and realize that your audience is not 35, 45, 55, 65 year old grown people that you're accustomed to talking and engaging about managing their finances, but to put it in a, in a way that elementary school child could understand.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. Let's talk a little bit more about the how here, Mac, right? I've got ideas. Maybe I have an outline of a book that I'd like to write. What do I do next? What does that look like?
0: That's typically the hardest part is the manuscript. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I strongly suggest folks do is really and you just said it put an outline together really put an outline together of where you want it to begin and where you want it to end like so just kind of put that on there where do I want this to begin what I want this to end and then find find your voice find a creative unique way to tell your story and once you have the manuscript The barrier to entry to writing a book now is a lot lower than it was 10, 15, 20 years ago. You know, back then you had to send off to a publisher and hope they liked it. And then if they liked it, maybe you get a check. And if you got a check and you stayed on the shelf long enough, it works for you and you you hit it big. But now with technology, both of my books are self-published. And so I had my manuscript, I had someone edit and and review it and did all that good stuff. I, I use resources that are available out there. It's called Upwork is, the, is the, the website that I went to. And I found someone to review my manuscript for me and, and create, illustrate. You can find everything. There are these freelancers out there that, that are willing to help. And then you literally go to, uh, go to Amazon. <laughs> you do everything on Amazon, including uploading your book. And it's on-demand publishing.
1: Wow. We'll take a quick break right here and we'll be back in just a moment. Get best-in-class preparation for your exam with our CFP Certification Education Program. Start your journey toward this value designation at theamericancollege.edu
0: slash CFP. Deliver financial planning for every person and every need through our Chartered Financial Consultant Education Program. Find the tools and skills you need at theamericancollege.edu slash CHFC.
1: Welcome back, Mac. Let's pick up where we left off. So you have got the outline. We've worked on our voice. Maybe we're doing a more traditional manuscript. Maybe there's visuals. So we need to get an illustrator. I understand. Upwork sounds like a great resource. So you go on there and you say, I need somebody to proofread, edit my book. I need an illustrator. And people can like bid on your job. Is that how that works?
0: Pretty much. Yeah.
1: And so did you have to do a lot of interviewing to find the right person? How long did that take? How expensive is that?
0: The first book was not that expensive. The proofreader was a few hundred bucks. I did hire someone to put together some graphics for that first book. That was a few hundred. So I would say all in my first book costs under a thousand dollars.
1: Wow.
0: Okay. I mean, then again, this is almost 10 years ago that that first book was published. So prices may have gone up a bit. <laughs> But for the Four Money Bears, because it was a, a heavily illustrated book, that was more of finding the right artist that had the right voice and the right flavor and the right feel to get the story across. So that was a little bit more costly.
1: Can you give us a range?
0: Probably the three to 5,000 range.
1: And so this process of going to Amazon, that sounds like it could be complicated. You just go to Amazon and say, I want to be an author and here's my book.
0: Literally. You have to have an ISBN number. Every book on this planet has an ISBN number. So you can go and buy your own batch of ISBN numbers, right? Or if you do it through the Amazon Kindle Direct Publishing is the name of the platform. If you do it through there, it's a package deal. You literally just upload (laughs) your manuscript to their system. It gets proofread, make sure everything is clean, has the ISBN number, charge whatever price, and your book is out in the world.
1: So is that a digital book or it's a physical book at that it could be point? Be both. Yeah, they'll do yeah. both.
0: Yeah. If you want just an ebook, electronic version, you can have that. If you want hard copy, well, they don't to my knowledge offer hard covers, I think just soft covers for the Kindle Direct Publishing, but I know a lot of people that start there, they pick up some steam, they get some popularity, they do some things and that's when the other publishing houses come sniffing around and saying, "Hey, what are you doing over here?"
1: So Mac, as I have talked to folks in this business that maybe help advisors or others write books, the quotes that they have given me for these services are in like the 25 grand plus range. That's not what you're saying though.
0: No, it doesn't have to be. Now, look, I I can tell you a personal story that I was working with a client and he came in and he was telling me about this book that he's working on, that he's publishing and it has, you know all this digital aspects and this, and this is about maybe 10 years ago. And I said, wow, that's a great looking book. How much did it cost? He said $50,000. <laughs> I literally fell back in my chair and, you know, for this gentleman, he, he had sufficient assets to be able to do that. But there are resources and technology that's available out there where if you're willing to do some heavy lifting yourself and, and utilize resource, as I mentioned, like Upwork, and there are other ones as well, where you can find freelancers that will help you on your mission. You can definitely do it for a lot less than (laughs) $50,000.
1: Yes. I think that's helpful for our next gen folks. Also, you know, the way we're talking about this is not that we want to become the next Simon Sinek or Brene Brown, right? This is about, you're talking about credibility, branding, marketing, for that to be something that you can do in a cost-effective way, I think is really important and reassuring to hear, Mac.
0: For sure. You want to be able to put your essence into something that you can share with people. And for me, honestly, my intentions with both books were never to make money. Mm -hmm. The intentions were just to write some books because I thought the information that I had and my experiences I had over time and my perspective was something that could help a few folks.
1: So how has this benefited either you personally, but definitely your business and your practice?
0: So from the practice perspective, it helped a lot in that it allowed me to give back, it opened doors for me. It's funny when someone says, Hey, you're a CFP, yeah, that's great, blah, blah, blah. But when someone says you're an author, it's like, ooh, yeah. he's an author. <laughs> and there's this is this is a weird cachet that comes with that term that people just like lean in a little bit more. Oh. So if you've, wrote, if you've written a book, then, you know, you, you've got to know what you're talking about. So it's, it's helped me with, with that respect. And it's now that we're looking to develop a digital format of the Full Money Bears book and create an app, we have a brand. We have something that people in the financial advisory industry are aware of and know of. And because Matt Gardner happened to be the person who, who wrote the book, I get some benefit of exposure from that. But honestly, it's funny. I, I do these interviews and I talk to people and, and I tell people, I, I don't want it to be me. I want it to be the four money bears. I want this to be what lives for years and what people 10, 15, 20 years from now will be able to say, hey, you know, I, I learned about money reading this book called the four money bears. That, that's, that's what That's what I'm about.
1: You're gonna be the next Dr. Seuss for sure. The Dr. Seuss of Financial Literacy. We've heard the <laughs> we've
0: heard the Bernstein Bears of Financial Literacy too. That, oh, yeah. I forgot That's about
1: my, them. Yeah, they're good. It's funny how when you talk about the credibility or this prestigious group that you've entered in now as an author, like the CFP probably took longer and cost more money, but the the book it really is, right? When you've gone through that process and you've taken your ideas and published them, it really does add a lot of credibility. Do you think, Mac, that affects your own confidence as well? Like that affected how you felt about your own advice giving or working with your clients? I
0: think it does. I think, you know, so many times as advisors, when you're sitting down, having that initial discovery meeting with with a potential client or prospect, you know, you got to go through these layers. It's like being at a beach and these waves come at you and this waves of no's, no's, no's. Why should I do business with you? Why should I do business with you? No, blah, 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 blah. When you have something like a book and someone hears about you as an advisor because of your book, it allows you to really shorten that engagement period where you're not spending 20, 30 minutes talking about who you help and why you help them. If someone walks into your office and says, hey, I bought your book. <laughs> I like how you, you explain things and how you how you help people. Can you help us? Can you help my kids? Matt, we bought your kids' book. Thank you so much. I, I didn't know how to start this conversation with my five, six-year-old. That's, it's changed our lives. That's the type of stuff I think that's pretty cool.
1: Very impactful. Yeah. That familiarity and the branding, I think you're talking about that comes with it. I mean, that's advisors all want that, right. For people to recognize them in their community and their sphere of influence, whatever that is, and what a cool way to accomplish it. So Is there anything, when you look back on the process of publishing and writing either of these books, if our audience is thinking about doing this, anything you would give them as advice you wish you did differently or things that you wish they knew so that they can avoid those pitfalls?
0: Keep pushing forward because there are going to be times when you are not motivated (laughs) to do anything with it. And it's like life, like, you know, I have a wife, three kids. And, and when I wrote the first book, we only had two. And then when the four money bears, the little guy was a year old. And so, so many things will come into your life to prohibit, stop, hinder the mission of their goal. Just push through, just keep pushing through before you know it, you'll look back and you're like, Oh, Hey, made something pretty cool here.
1: I love it. Well, Mac for our audience, where can they find you or more information about your mission in these books?
0: So you can find information about Motivate Your Money at www.motivateyourmoney.com. You can find information about The Four Money Bears at www.thefourmoneybears.com. And if you're interested in what we're doing to help build a bridge between financial literacy and financial technology, you can find us at www.thinlittech.com.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you, Mac, for sharing the secret sauce of book writing.
0: Thank you so much. The journey continues. For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.